Welcome to the latest Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, we talked about the recent quote-unquote internet controversy about some comments that Jay from Mindforce made on stage about kids who discover hardcore on the internet actually coming to shows and being a part of the scene rather than just, you know, saying they're hardcore kids and being on the internet and have that be it when they should probably come to shows, I think, but... We'll talk about that on the episode. So, me, Chris, Alex talked about this, and uh, we broke it down, talked some stuff, talked some shit. But, you know, with most controversies in hardcore, you know, who cares? Do shit the way you want to do it, and all that good stuff. But, uh, in the words of Gridiron, get off the bench, get in the trench. Peace. Welcome to the latest Nickel City soundtrack. We're going to talk some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Corn talk is back, motherfuckers. (laughs) We're going to talk about a couple of subjects. I'm Mark. I'm Chris. And I'm Alex. You like how I drag my asses like a snake? (laughs) Because you are a snake. (laughs) So, So to start this off, did you go to drunk church? I did, yes. How was it? Because, um... I, I, will not drugs. Support, I will not support fucking Patrick Kindlin, who likes to talk shit about Buffalo as if Albany doesn't suck dick. Fair, fair. But for some reason, I so I always confuse drug church and school drugs. I don't know what that And is. I thought that that guy sang for school drugs. And like school drugs is on an indecision. And like whenever you guys were talking about drug church, it equated to school drugs in my head. So I like checked out school drugs. I'm like, Oh, this isn't bad. And I've never listened to drug church because of their name. Uh, but now I feel like I need to check them out because you know, like I trust Eric's opinion and I trust your opinion, but then I also stand by Alex on what he said. So now I'm conflicted. Eh, Patrick Kinlan's a giant troll. He doesn't hate Buffalo. Well, he's, he's a little tiny troll. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a he i think he referred to albany as the worst place on earth last night <laughs> so it's what it's well what that's because he was from the stage in buffalo yeah like that was that was protection talk <laughs> it was fine there was like barely anyone there i knew at the show okay it was, it was like derek um brandon finnegan uh, who else was there? My coworker Kenny. Shout out Kenny Buds. Uh, who else was I know there? Conway was there. Conway was there. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Like the Mohawk. It was said the show was sold out, but the show wasn't packed. It was weird. Maybe a lot of people just didn't show up because they realized it was a Tuesday. I, I also wonder if, like, maybe there's some ticket brokering things going on with that because mm. there were tickets on StubHub. I noticed. So, speaking of that ticket brokering, 
I'm sure that none of you have an interest in going to see like the misfits or anything, but did you see that like after fees and stuff, like the fees and stuff are like almost as much as the tickets for the misfits and like some of those other where are they playing? Uh some New Jersey stadium, I forget which one. Thought they were playing at the rock again. Is that the Jersey thing? Where is that? Yeah, Prudential Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it is. Interesting. <laughs> I see. Look at all these tour dates. Look at all these. When, what day of the week is June 5th? I don't know, but what are you, what tour dates are you looking at? Drain. It's a Monday. Because oh. the tour. Have... Well, they're playing, they're playing the Opera House in Toronto, and Gel and Drug Church are both playing with them. I saw that 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 drain lineup is pretty. That tour's got a pretty killer lineup. Yeah, agreed. Uh, like that's gonna. I feel like that's gonna be the tour of the summer, unless somebody pops something even crazier out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure stuff will come up. It's it's March. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's March. Uh, so it's Monday. Or is it playing Buffalo or is that Monday in Toronto? It's in Toronto. It's not, the show is. It's not coming to Buffalo. I'm a little surprised that Toronto is a month, like a weekday town now. Monday's a rough night. Let's play this. Toronto, it's yeah, Chicago is is Sunday. No, Chicago is they might add some dates. Chicago is the second, and Toronto is the fifth. That that seems ripe to add something in there. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, you've got like Cleveland, Buffalo, Detroit between yeah. those those areas. I feel like something's gonna get added in there. Yeah. Probably. Maybe I, mean, Cle- I think they're playing Detroit. They're playing Detroit as part of that other fest, that fest, that tied that, down thing. Yeah, I think that they're going to play that. So that's probably not happening. Maybe like an Ohio date or something. Yeah, Cleveland or something would make sense. There yeah, might something be happened a, on the fourth. I probably go. Yeah, there might be a, a non-compete clause with Buffalo and Toronto. Yeah. But Drug Church was good. Prince Daddy was actually okay. Like I've listened to them, and I didn't, I wasn't into it at all. But I was, I stayed for a couple of their songs. I thought they were better live mm. than they were on recording. What is that? They're this band on the same label. I think they're on the same label that Drug Church is on. But they're from Albany as well. They're more of a punkish okay. band. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, but it was a good show. Anxious and we- I missed Webbed Wing. I've never heard of that band. Yeah. They're like an alternative-ish band and Anxious play. They were okay. Yeah, I think I feel like Anxious was better when they were starting out than what they turned into. They have a good uh they had good response. Like a lot of Yeah, I mean they're popular. Yeah, a lot of people. They're destined for uh bigger tours and headlining tours, I think. I'm not really on top of their stuff, but I like what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the earlier stuff I like better than the later stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought it'd be more cool. melodic, hardcore-ish, but it's 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 beyond that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I would, yeah, I'll just say yes. Yeah, it's, it's beyond that. It's like uh, something else. Yeah, but I, it was a good show. Like I, I haven't been to the Mohawk in a while. It was weird. Like it was sold out, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't particularly full. Too mm. strange. There must be some like weird, uh, shady, like bot ticket buying or something going on. Particularly if there were tickets on like StubHub and stuff. Yeah, 
How much? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Patrick Kinlan's a great front man, like exemplary front man, like such a good front man. <laughs> like, oh, as Alex like, asked, how much were they on StubHub? They were backspin. They were like thirty-five bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, I think the show was either fifteen or twenty. Oh uh, well, that's kind of a lot then. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go, if you wanted to go, I mean, it's what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fifteen to twenty actually is not awesome a for a show. Breaking news: Fatal Visions is playing my show. Nice. I think we're gonna have them play second, and then my then Makeout Tactics third, and my band fourth, and then Hold Out, and then uh, last night's song. Last night's songs last. Well, yeah. Yeah. What is what what is makeout tactics? It's my uh it's one of my coworkers' bands. It's like I haven't really listened to them, but I'm sure they're like indie-ish. Stuff like okay. that. Yeah, Kenny's Kenny's mm-hmm. cool. Like he's got he's got good musical tastes and stuff. And okay. uh we talk we talk we talk bands all the time at work. <laughs> he's like in his mid twenties and he's cool. He's good, he's good people. I'm looking forward okay. to seeing his band and Curtis Henry's opening. That's uh Another coworker who's he's 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 more into like jam bands and stuff. But he's gonna play some acoustic songs, start the show. Mm. So it'll be a pretty cool mixed lineup. Yeah, totally. Mixed and lineup, you're uh, doing the show like this is your show. Yeah. Nice. Look at yeah. you getting into that market. Yeah, me and Kenny were talking, and um, we're like we like we have these bands. We're not playing. Let's play a show. And then we figured yeah. it out, and now we're playing, and you know. I'm a fan of the uh, last night songs and the Fatal Visions. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's cool. <laughs> the last night's visions or uh, Fatal songs. And it's cool because last night's songs were supposed to play a show like sometime soon, and it got canceled. Ah. Uh. So, and uh, and Megan came into my store today, and she was like, "Yeah, we've been trying to play that place." And I was like, "Cause I think cause Joe Joe Luca went there with uh, for a couple of the shows there, and mm-hmm. now they're playing there." Yeah, he was nice. at the first Bad Blood show. So it's, it's pretty cool. So exciting. My show is happening. <laughs> it's good. If you Do come you to the show. Date? Are you going to say it? a date? Oh, the show is April 29th. It's a Saturday night. It starts at 6. First performer at 7. Nice. It'll be cool. Hopefully all of our friends will come. because. Did you want to mention the place that? Uh, I was about to say. Like, where say where before, next, to, next to Amy's place. There we go. So there you go. <laughs> There's a show happening, but we're not going to tell you when or where. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be talked about. Uh, so anyway, so what's what's going on in hardcore? What's happening here? What are we talking about? I don't know. Well, we let's talk about. A lot of people discovering hardcore right now for the first time through the internet. Give it up for that. I just want to say, real quick. I think it's important to welcome these people in, but it's even more important to explain to them some ideals. For instance, watching videos and listening to bands on the internet is not hardcore. You can watch all the videos in the world, but if you're not here experiencing the moment, by definition, you're not one of us. This is for us, the people in the fucking trench. This goes out to Gridiron and Joe. So basically, 
Um, you've just heard that sound bite. <laughs> so basically, did you guys listen to uh, Axe the Grind at all? Because because Jay no. was on Axe the Grind, but um, he basically talked about like as you just heard, <laughs> kids like discovering hardcore through the internet, and he talked about you know how like you know. You go, you go on the internet and find hardcore. Come to the shows and participate in the shows. And apparently, he got a lot of flack for for the, his statement because pe- people were saying he was ableist and all this stuff. Which I, made I, you're going no to have to explain that because I don't understand that. Basically, you know, like people were making excuses, quote unquote, like you know why they couldn't go to shows and stuff. Like if you if you like have like anxiety and stuff, or you're disabled or something, and Clearly, he was not hardcore show. Every single person in that room has some sort of fucking anxiety issue. Nobody is well adjusted. Fuck you. Shut up. Leave your house. Anyway, I don't disagree with that. But as a person who has had unrealized at the time severe anxiety issues, Mm -hmm. sometimes, and and I still went to shows, but sometimes it was like really difficult to make that happen so i'm I'm not saying that i agree with the people that were criticizing jay for saying that because i didn't take it that way mm-hmm. you know like that he was saying like oh if you're handicapped you don't come to shows you're not hardcore you know or whatever uh i, I mean i feel like i kind of got what he was saying about people who just watch videos and order from labels and then walk around you know thinking that they're like king shit or whatever queen shit or whatever they're they're hardcore because they listen to it on the internet and that's yeah i'm not i'm not talking about you're having a really rough day and you skip a show whatever who fucking cares man Nobody's, nobody who's credible is taking attendance at every show. But I'm saying if you never fucking go any... Hardcore is a participation sport. I don't fucking care how many records you buy on the internet. I don't care how much shit you talk on the internet. I don't care how many fucking Hate Five Six videos you watch. That shit doesn't matter. It's great if that gets people into it, but this does not exist without people participating. Without people... whether, Whether it's going out, showing up for a show, watching with your hands in your pocket in the back, and just being there, or if it's, you know being the dude up on the stage yeah, and anywhere in between it doesn't exist without participation well it's really important like it's important to go to shows because this is how bands actually make money too like you want these bands Mm -hmm. to continue they make most of their money on tour you know selling stuff so you know you need to support it you know this this isn't like you know they're not getting like radio play or whatever however people make money in music music industry these days like this is kind of how they make you know their money for whatever reason they're making their money whether it's their only paycheck or just to be able to do it when they're not working you know not everyone's you know touring full-time all the time you know some people are just doing it working a job you know getting out there and doing it when they can you know and so. even if you're just the person who's going online and buying records, go to the show and buy the record from the fucking band. Band, yeah. I guarantee you, gets a bigger cut when you're buying it from them in person than they do when you're buying it on the, the label's website. Definitely. I mean, people just need to like experience like it's 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 a scene in the community. I mean, it's that's why you should go. I mean, over anything else, whether you're 
supporting it financially, whatever. Bodies in the building make the show better and make the experience better, I think. I Yes. I think that people... Some people are looking to complain to or looking for something to be critical of too much and like reading too much into what he said. Yeah. Uh like I I didn't have a problem with what he said. I didn't even really have a problem the way he worded it. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you know, you're not like if you don't do something, you're not like the people who do that. Yeah, I mean it's cool and to be that's a fan. For anything. It's cool to be a fan, but you're not quote unquote hardcore like you know yeah <laughs> no matter how much you want to be like <laughs> this is because i mean it's a thing like we are a thing you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like that that nail song you're not is that how it go you're not one of us you'll, you'll never, never be one of us <laughs> like that's <laughs> simple as that you know Derek, you can cut that up to make it sound like like mark knows nails <laughs> no. <laughs> no you don't have to that's fine not <laughs> nails is a hard <laughs> listen not not in the good way not in the good way (laughs) oh man i love nails but also so do you do you love nails because you love nails or do you love nails because you have like a a todd jones worship like most other people no you know i'm i'm a big fan of todd's uh todd's whole uh fucking back catalog for the most part but to me I don't know. My connection to hardcore records tends to be much more closely rooted to like experiential memories of like when I listen to a nails record, it takes me to a memory of when I'm, when I've seen them and I've had a fucking killer time because they're unbelievable live. Like when I, I don't know, I don't listen to hardcore records because the musicianship is elite. You know, if I wanted that shit, I would go listen to fucking Bucketheader Dave Matthews. (laughs) But I don't because that shit's it's not cool. Um, yeah, like I don't know, man. Like I still think I got to be in the right mood just to put on a nails record and listen to it. But when I'm in that mood, it hits just right for me. Mm-hmm. It's not an it's not an everyday listen for me, but it's a pretty consistent listen. I mean, and that might be why nails never connected for me because when I tried to like, I think the one opportunity I had to see him, I was like, "Yep, not for me." And then, like, you know, listen to the record, I'm like, "Yeah, this is definitely not for me." Yeah, Uh, and and that's not a criticism of nails; it's just not for me. I actually liked nails before I had any idea Todd was even in the band, let alone the entire driving force of the band. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who they were. I just heard a name, checked them out. I was like, "This is fucking cool." Then I went to, I drove to Cleveland to see them with um, New Lows. I mostly went to see New Lows. It was them, New Lows, and Ringworm in Cleveland. And I ran into Todd at the show. I was like, oh, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, dude, are you serious? And uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Well, yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I had no fucking idea. It was completely news to me. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think they absolutely rip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you say like, I know what you mean when you say elite musicianship, but like, fuck that, like, hard, like, I don't care if it's skill and all that stuff. Like, hardcore songs are better than freaking Dave Matthews songs in every way possible. I don't care about like quote unquote musicianship. Yes, yeah, is I mean, I mean, that stuff's all relative and you know opinion and stuff. So, I think uh, there's a sweet spot in musicianship too because you get to a point where if you're real, real good. 
you start just flexing for fun because you get bored. Yeah. If you suck so fucking bad that you can't really play your instrument, it's going to be a tough sit. But yeah. when you get into the when you get into say within like you know one or two standard deviations of the mean, you're probably you're probably in a good spot. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need it to be top tier. Great. All right. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's I feel like you should go when you can. You can't go. Don't go. But like it's like this thing where you got like people like want to be like something and they're not. Like you just don't just don't be the thing. Like yeah. it's not that it's not that big of a deal. You can be something else or not be anything. You can just be a fan of music. Like but when you're like when people are participating and you're not, like it's like it's kind of like it's not cool. <laughs> I I will say that when you're young, go all the time. Yeah. Don't let anything stop you. I let things stop me, and I regret that. Like, don't let things stop you. Jobs are temporary. Uh, you know, all of that stuff is temporary. Go to all the shows. Go see every band you want to see. Start a band. Do a zine. Do a record label if you can figure out how to do that. Yeah. Like, don't waste your youth on working some dumb job and you know doing other stuff and then looking back and regret like do it do it all do it all do it. you know sure sure use the various online mediums to discover bands but go see that band if you're like fuck this is cool you know don't just order the shirt online and rock it you know Go see the fucking band, man. Go be a hardcore kid. Well, you know, it's today's day and age. People like they they want to represent. A lot of people in the world want to represent something that they're act, actually not. It's just it's the disease of the world. Like people want to be I, these I, things that they're just not. Yeah, I, I know that the name three songs gets a lot of like black, but like really, I mean, name three songs. <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't matter but you know it's, it's what it is i mean i it's like who cares but i mean i care i guess but i don't expect well, the I mean, world large to care but like in this day and age where people are excited to see a kardashian wearing an agnostic front shirt and then disappointed when she doesn't know any agnostic front songs who's yeah, excited like I, I've I've seen people reposting the picture of her wearing the AF shirt uh, because because you know there are those people who want mainstream validation, and I think that they see that as kind of a mainstream validation. There's way too much of that stuff. Even like you know. in, even listening listening to other podcasts, there's a lot of like one time like you know. They want something to be mainstream, and then another time they want something to be hardcore, and like they don't know how to like balance the two. Like one time it's good to be mainstream, another time it's not good to be mainstream. It's kind of like if you want dumb to be a logic. yeah, if you want to be a billionaire in hardcore, you better fucking play it on bringing it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I you know my you know my feeling on that. I I did not get into hardcore to be a mainstream. Because you know, the mainstream had no appeal to me. 
And it's a, it's a very, and granted, I'm a fucking dusty old dude who gives a fuck what I say. Yeah. But it's a very strange position. Or it's very, it's a very strange for me to see bands or people or what have you seeking that mainstream recognition. I, I understand wanting to elevate your band and do bigger things. Mm. But sometimes you kind of see where like some of these bands are clearly making a divergent turn. Yeah. And it makes you wonder if they were just using hardcore as like to build a press package. Is that a segue? It's almost like there might be a segue there. <laughs> I, I wasn't I'm not speaking on a specific, but we can get into a specific. But really like the lad there there's been a few in the last like 15 years there's been a couple like key bands that people are like no nah, no nah, this band is as hardcore as it gets and then they turn into something else and everyone pretends they never said any of that yeah. and i feel like there's a couple of bands right now that it's like we're watching it happen again mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not gonna name any names right <laughs> <laughs> no nah, we don't have to name any names but like you know there there's it's ob- if I say this, it's going to be obvious who I'm talking about in this specific. But as but... long as you don't name the name, I think it's fine. It's interesting watching a band go the route of no doubt. If you <laughs> know, you know. Stop. I don't think they're doing that. <laughs> I just think pull. Well, no, I'm not saying musically. I'm saying focus of the band mm-hmm. like fo- like you know how the band how the band you is know. now like marketing and focus how the band doesn't exist and it's just one person in a room on a video camera mm-hmm. i just think like if you want to do that go do that but just don't call it hardcore i mean it's fine like go do your thing but like you've left hardcore like because that's hardcore is not about like trying to like have people see you and like all this shit it's like it's it's about just doing your thing. I mean, I guess, you know, all these people, like, then they'll throw out, well, isn't hardcore doing whatever the hell you want? Like, yes and no. Uh, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> but so then, in my mind, that brings up the, the conversation we've had in the past mm-hmm. about people saying that hardcore is a culture. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel like culture has more there's more to it than just some riffs yeah but if if for argument's sake hardcore is a culture where's the line when you betray that culture I don't know can you betray your culture I guess you can <laughs> yeah you can totally betray your culture at least from a cultural standpoint, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you, you know, like where, and you know, like where, where's the line that you're betraying the culture of hardcore? But are you betraying it if you were never really down in the first place? Well, that's a good, that's a good question because can you really betray it if you were never down for it? You're not now. You Wait, never I guess, were. I guess you're just, you, that's when you're a culture vulture of hardcore. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that, like, like, I mean, we've seen it all, like, I mean, not talking about any bands in particular, but like, there's, there are bands in hardcore that 
they'll play play hardcore shows because that's where you'll see them, and that's why they play hardcore shows. Like, well, you know, they they get great pictures and video for their press package too. Yeah, and like you know, you can't like you know, I think last night song was supposed to play a show, and like I think it got canceled because like you know they didn't really sell any tickets, so the band that was they were opening for didn't really sell any tickets, so it's like. You know, there's no, there's no, um, there's no crowd there, but you know, hardcore is pop more popular now. There's kids there; they're open minded. Let's go play those. Kind of sound like them, and then you know, they'll come with mm-hmm. us. You know, wherever yeah. we go. Some of that you know. stuff, though, is it's kind of tough to pin down because there are a lot of bands that what you're saying can apply to, but it really doesn't. Like, if you look at a band like Title Fight, clearly yeah. not a hardcore band by sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But band full of fucking hardcore kids. Like Ned Russin goes to shows, go like goes to hardcore shows, and he fucking moshes for a million bands and fucking loves the shit. Ben, who played drums for them, he moved to Barcelona. He plays in a fucking little hardcore band called Verdugo from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those dudes are, they're legit. They're about the shit. They also played in a fucking you know borderline like indie rock pop punk band. And if you're into both of those things, that's totally fucking cool. Like you look at Mm -hmm. the, you know, unquestionably legit fucking hardcore kids that Buffalo has that also play in deluxe, which is very much not a hardcore band, but it's full of hardcore kids. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're in a band that's not hardcore and you're playing hardcore shows, but you're still a real dude and you're about it, fuck it. Who cares? But the culture vultures you're talking about is a whole different vibe. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like, I feel like, deluxe is something they're doing like whatever they're doing it they're not like they still have their like whether the no matter what the music is they still have their their ways of doing things in their ethics but, but also knowing who those guys are and yeah. what those guys are into and what deluxe sounds like it's still in that parameter you, you know what i mean like yeah uh like it, it makes sense you know it's not like those dudes are doing um third eye blinds they should though (laughs) (laughs) even if they even if they did honestly what difference whether they're doing whether they're doing like shoegazy stuff or just like straight up pop music if that's what they're into as long as they're coming from the right place you know yeah yeah but it's fair plenty of people have tastes that are kind of all over the place like i don't think you know uh you look at like some of the shit that walter schreifels has done over the years he's obviously an extreme example because that dude is incredibly prolific but Mm -hmm. if you're just like oh yeah he does this you know this fucking walking concert record like great fucking record zero to do with hardcore goes back to hardcore perfectly fine i mean he was there the whole time but shifts shifts his creative output focus back to hardcore still there still got it I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a way people carry themselves too. Like, I mean, there's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty of like rock bands that are not nothing with hardcore, and they have good ethics, and they're not like changing their ways. They are so that they can get some brass ring and stuff. They're just being in a rock band or being in a band and like doing what they do, not trying. Yeah. I, I have a problem with people trying to get these brass rings and changing, changing like not doing. I mean, some people. He just did it, and that's how it came out. But I feel like there's a lot of people who are just trying to get somewhere, and, and I, I have no love for that. I mean, I think the 
society at large has love for that, but I just don't. And I'm not going to hate people who do, but I just don't. Like, I don't. I came to hardcore because, you know, because I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> and <laughs> and I appreciate it. I don't want I don't want the mainstream invading hardcore. I just don't. Like, it's, it's not what, like, I didn't come here to be invaded, I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, just... Yeah, it's it's just weird to me, like the Yeah, like I said, it mainstream music and such didn't appeal to me and it's weird to me. And maybe it's because I'm a curmudgeon or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that it doesn't necessarily sit right with me. But again, as I've said in the past, I'm not against hardcore kids being successful and getting, as they say, the bag. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that you need to take hardcore into realms to do that. Yeah, I mean, but I think people are so obsessed with hardcore getting big, and like, who cares? I don't. Like, but it. Like, like, why is this a topic? Can, but I don't know that it can get big. You I know, mean, like, sure, you'll if have you a change the definition of, bands, of it, like, it can. What's that? If you change the definition of it, it can. Well, yeah, if you change the definition, sure. But I don't see hardcore becoming a huge musical genre like new metal. So let's put it like this. So okay. So we saw I saw bands last night. Like none of those bands were hardcore, quote unquote hardcore bands. And another podcast that shall remain nameless would call still call Turnstile a hardcore band. Like those bands I saw last night were more hardcore bands than Turnstile is now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It just it 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 feels that felt more hardcore to me than Turnstile. Like Turnstile's gone. I mean, I love that new record. Love it. And only Turnstile record I love. <laughs> that thing last night, those weren't hardcore bands, like, but that felt more what like felt more real to me than I mean Turnstiles are those are real dudes, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like it felt more I like, mean, have you it have felt you more hardcore seen, to me? Have you seen like have you gone to what turnstile is now concert? Like have you gone to one? I'm not going to. Why? <laughs> I, I'm just asking. I haven't gone to one and I probably won't I have tickets are like ninety bucks and that's crazy I, to me. I went to the I went to the Kulu show. That uh, Turnstile mm-hmm. played. Stop. Be one hundred percent honest. I went to see Akulu, but you know, because uh, I think that band absolutely fucking kicks ass. And um, you know, I, I also, I don't know. I'm not like a hater when it comes to Turnstile. Like that LP doesn't do it for me. I really liked them better when they were a hardcore band. I really like the first see, LP. I, I, really like, I the like them better now, personally. I think they're way better. Now. I kind of re- I have I, I kind of changed my opinion on our new record, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> oh boy, well, you just got to be the opposite of me. I get it. They were fucking unbelievable as, as like performers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. the songs are not really, especially for me, but like in Toronto, uh, they played at the Phoenix. It felt like maybe the floor was going to cave in. Because yeah. that room was going, it was so packed and it was going so fucking crazy. In Cleveland, it was absolutely insane just yeah. watching the reaction that they got. I don't know. And you know what, man? Good for them. Like, I got no fucking, no energy for hating on that shit. That record's not for me, but doesn't need to be. I feel I, like, I like that. What I do feel you like they caught, say? like, um, like, they they have a moment like they came they start coming at exactly the right time and like for mm-hmm. all these kids to like kind of gravitate towards it like they definitely are like it's 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 like a like it's in a it's like lightning in a bottle they got you know it, I, don't, I don't know if another time if this would have happened 
like how they how popular they're getting. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. Like when I'll go, like I'll just be on the subway and I'll just see some regular Barney wearing you know a turnstile sweatshirt. Say Barney, and it's just like I did just say Barney. What's up, Barney? Just, some, just like a regular dude, like just some fucking dude with no real original ideas, like cookie cutter personality. Yeah, you know, like MTV playlists. You, you know, like just yeah, like that's not for man. me, man. That's not. For that's me. what I'm saying. Like I see bucket hat too, and thinks it's clever. What's that? Is he was is the guy on the subway wearing carpenter jeans and a bucket hat too? And he thinks it's <laughs> no, clever? like no, not even like that. Like just a straight fucking Barney wearing like a Lambs End jacket and some mall jeans, like just some fucking Barney, you know, rocking a turnstile sweatshirt, and it's just like like. To quote fucking Jay, you are. Not, I guess I get annoyed by those us. people. Like, we are but, not the same, but here we are. Like, but we are not the fucking same. I get annoyed by those people, but I'm like good for turnstile. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what I'm saying. Take the Barney's money. Like, <laughs> fucking get it. If those dudes can figure out a way never to have a fucking normal job again, more power to them. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I think they're well on their way. Kids for making. It. Yeah, I don't. I bet you they don't work. Well, I mean, their, their job is turnstile. Yeah, but I mean, there's people in a lot smaller bands that don't have to work either. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, nobody's sick of it all works. Yeah, sick of it all Inc. They work for sick of it all Inc. What <laughs> <But> about <laughs> the record say. though? Good the, for them. The, the turnstile album, I like it. I love it. But there's a lot of filler on that album. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's like it's like looking like I don't know. Maybe the time I was like, but there it's there's some filler on there now. Listen yeah, back to it. I mean, I haven't listened to it in a while, and when I say that I love that record, I love that record in comparison to the rest of their catalog, but I, I don't love that record in comparison to other music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I do enjoy that record, and I think that that and I've said it before, I think that that record and um, Time and Space are way more interesting than any of the like quote unquote hardcore records. The Reaper era. Yeah, the Reaper era, the the hardcore records. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, even with the filler, like it's still a great record in my mind. It's just, it's just something you can like list, put on, listen to all the way through. Like before you know it, you're like, turnstile love connection. Like when yeah. you're starting, you're you're there. Like it's like it's like that. <laughs> yeah, you've got the you made the connection. Yeah, it's just like you're there. It's like, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, and like, and while. Their merch may be corny to some people. I think that that shirt that they have, the like "Thank you for seeing me" shirt, yeah. Yeah. is like huge yeah. in in this day and age. Like that is a huge thing. Yeah, let's talk about their the layout of their record though. Like, how shitty does their record look? I think it looks awesome. Like how really? it like it slips it out of the outer sleeve and it, like it has a bigger picture that the circle that the window only shows you a little bit of. I'm like this thing. Like, I, think that, I think that layout's fucking great. I think it's great. Well, I guess that's why it's that's why they made it that way. But to me, it looks amateur. yeah. No, I think it's I think it's a great I think it's a great layout. I think it's a great packaging shtick because that's how they've done the last two records. Mm-hmm. It's like when they do a uh, like a, a, a record release version, they just flip something else in there. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's I think it's fucking great. Like the the picture, and the, like the the yellow, like I I think it's great. I think that the the packaging of those records is one of the things that I actually really like. 
You know, I don't know who writes the music in that album, but like no one has talked about the fact that that dude left the band, the guitar player. So you're saying he's the one who writes the music? I don't know, but like it seems like no one like it seemed like you would like in a bigger band like someone would be talking about that. Like, my understanding like, he was the primary songwriter. That's my understanding. I don't claim to have any inside info on that, but that's what I was. <laughs> yeah, but they're. I mean, I they're so we'll far see along what happens though, that on the yeah, next they'll, record, they'll be all right. Like they have their thing, and they'll. I think they'll they'll be all right. Maybe the next record will be called Comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jay Galvin already made a new flyer for my my uh, my show. Did he? Hey, you know what's go? cool? So. People like learn how to use the internet properly. So I posted that flyer, and uh, you know, my coworkers know nothing about Jay Galvin, mm -hmm. but both of them checked out like all of his like tattoo stuff because we I tagged them in that post. So tag your friends in posts, tag bands in posts. These are this is how people see things. Like it's really cool, you know. Maybe yeah. they'll tell a friend about Jay Galvin. We got a freaking tattoo from Jay Galvin. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's cool. You know, so, so support your friends, like Absolutely. your friends, like your friends' posts, participate in that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah, what we were talking about? We're posts. talking about more stuff. What do we got? What else we got? <laughs> well, I mean, like, just you know, share your friends' posts. How is the benefit show? Let's talk about that. I didn't go to it. Oh. Mark uh, hates children with cancer. Damn. Just, anybody's it's not okay. Listening. It's fucked up, Mark. I'm not okay. Yeah, I'm good, man. I, I hung out at home. I <laughs> went to the show, but I only saw Smash and Grab and Big Dog. Yeah. Um, Who else played? So there was Deal with God. Um, yeah. Fuck. Derek, cut this up so it sounds like I know the answer to this. <laughs> As he looks at Instagram. So that's so everyone sees how professional we are. I will say I saw I saw a bit of a picture or a video snippet of Big Dog covering Riot Squad by Cox Bar. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised at the number of people who knew the words and were like singing along. It's cool. Very cool. I I um I mean, Smash and Grab were fucking fun. They were great. They always are. Big always. dogs, real fun. Had a good time. I left yeah. in the middle of the show. Pat Rhodes was in town for one day, uh, one day only. Yeah. And his his grandmother died. He flew in for the funeral. And after he was done with family stuff, I went over and hung out for about two hours and then went back to the show. But saw two bands. It was two for two. They were both fucking awesome. <laughs> I won a test of the Violent Way LP in a raffle. That's that's uh, that's good shit. That's that's a good night. I got to see, uh, you know, my best friend since we were little kids, and uh, I I got a cool fucking record, and I got to see two bands kick ass. So, and and how great is that smash and grab tape that just got released? Even though we've all heard it, <laughs> I love it. So good, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I saw um I saw a big dog in Brooklyn. And uh, I was very impressed with their choice of anti-heroes covers, uh, yeah. and they were great. Like they're they're they were great, uh, but I was super impressed with their choice of anti-hero covers, anti-heroes cover. 
because they did you can't kill the blues with a gun and like nobody does that song like whenever someone does anti-heroes they do like clockwork skin or uh Blanche chaos or like something like that mm-hmm. you know if they're questionable they do disco riot you know but nobody ever does can't kill the blues with a gun mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever heard the anti-heroes beyond the split double seven inch with the dropkick murphys that i bought when i was 16 years old so you're you're doing yourself a disservice. I don't doubt that. Uh, because those songs suck. And the Anno Heroes are fucking phenomenal. And the Anno Heroes really of of 80s American oi, Anno Heroes are head and shoulders above everyone else. Um do not seek out the demo. Listen to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh the first two records, uh I think is that's right and don't tread on me. I think that's what they are. The yellow cover and the like city cover. That's all you need. I mean, most of the Anna, I would say like 90% of the Anna Heroes catalog is great, but those two records are all you need. Mm-hmm. Um I'm more than open to it. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to Bob, it. Uh, I don't know if those records are on Spotify. Like, I don't know if the good ones are on Spotify. I have, a, uh, I have a three terabyte hard drive uh, full of MP3s, so I'll probably uh, well, hopefully be more you got happy to, to dip into uh, dip into fucking little Soul Seek action. Yeah, Soul yeah. Seek Soul Seek still exists. A lot of people, uh, yeah, there was. I think it does. Yeah, no, it, it does. does. I just used it the other day. Nice. I, um, I, you know, when I use it, Jeremy like texts me and he's like, "I need this." <laughs> I get it for him. What was the last thing that that was? The last thing I got for him was it was some band from Japan. What were they called? That Jeremy had me get. Jeremy just sent me the new demos of for tuning. They're actually it's actually pretty. Good. I, I, he he sent them to me too, and I wasn't going to say anything. But since you said it, yeah, it's really good. That record's going to be fucking great. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah, tuning. Definitely. It's good. It's really it's cool. Glad that man is still doing things. They're pretty prolific too. I feel like they put on a record a year. I think we Jeremy talked about Jeremy this. Keeps rolling. Yeah, he can't uh, stop. He can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Okay, what is? Let we talked about the DSB. The DSB thing. Ten raw tracks. What are you talking about? What Jeremy had you looking for? Maybe are they from yes. Japan? He asked me, yeah. yeah, he asked me for two DSB records, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have useless system abuse. Yeah. To him, I was like, I don't have 10 raw tracks. So he then texted me a link to that a couple days later, gave you no credit. <laughs> yeah, he, um, I couldn't find what he wanted. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't find what he wanted, but I just downloaded everything that that band had on Soul Seek, and he was like, okay, I'll take that. So it's cool. It's kind of weird that he doesn't just, he's, you're like, this is like when I'm my mom's IT guy. Yeah. He doesn't have, he probably doesn't have a computer. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a list of stuff to Soul City for me. Whatever you, whatever you need. Whatever you I got need. it. My mom spends a million dollars on books because she reads so much. I'm like, yeah. All right, mom, just let me fucking steal ebooks for you off the internet. I will load them onto your. Onto your it's not the same. Kindle. Yeah, some people's like, the same. like books. No, my mom, my mom likes to she she likes to read on a Kindle too. But okay. I'm just like, yeah, just you know, maybe still grab some books. But I I've 
stolen a couple thousand books for her off the internet allegedly <laughs> and allegedly um, and, and you know that might need yeah you might need to beep all that out don't need to be connected to crimes don't need to be in, connected to internet alleged crimes, crimes. these are all story crimes. this is all well, this is all fiction man. this is all make-believe so none of the books were written by lars ulrich so i think i'm good yeah <laughs> um i mean he wasn't wrong he just went about it the wrong way hey, dude, if you're making millions of freaking dollars who the fuck cares yeah you know everybody forgets that dr dre was right there next to him doing that too yeah he, he was right there with the lawsuits but everybody forgets about Dre. Everybody forgets about Dre Day. Yeah, because Dre beats up uh, people. <laughs> Yo, I was reading about that actually the other day. Like, uh, many women, like, beat many women. And I I didn't know this part. Like, the D Barnes is probably the most famous yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess on the Wendy Williams show, Wendy Williams asked D Barnes, like, did Dre like sexually assault you? And she was like, I'm not ready to talk about that. Yeah. And like, that's a thing that nobody apparently talked about. I, I didn't know. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Like, I could totally see how that would have played out. Yeah. Uh, then I was talking with someone at work about that and like how the only reason why Dre made an apology and he didn't name anyone specific was because his Beats deal was on the line. Yeah. It's a matter now. He still beats Apple. <laughs> Just to be hundred percent clear, did was this interview on a talk show with the deceased singer of the Plasmatics? Oh, Wendy, Williams, the Wendy Williams. Show? Wendy Williams. Oh, yeah, okay. I say Wendy O. Williams. Yeah, because yeah. really, there's only one in my mind, but clearly, there's two. Yeah, so Wendy Williams, not Wendy O. Williams. <laughs> but you see where my head is at. Wendy Williams, <laughs> a piece of fucking shit, though. I've heard some. I've heard some shit. Yeah. I mean, she's such, she's such that like her, she lost her show that still had her name on it that other people posting. <laughs> yeah. She used to be on WBLS in New York back in the day. When I think when I was growing up, I think she was on WBLS. Uh huh. Yeah, that was that was that was the, that was the uh, that was the urban station when I was growing up. That was that was the come up for. Her. Although I I I mostly listened to Light FM. Shout out my dad. 106.7 that's, that's where i get that's where i got my love for yacht rock from what the hell is yacht rock yeah you know, like christopher cross like you know um uh ambrosia shit like that you know okay light rock okay. bands that play light music <laughs> okay love and light music <laughs> there's a there's a, seg a segment of us who who love yacht rock Shout out Tony Bruder. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's a fan. Speaking of that, we should have him on the show. Sure. Yeah. I know Frank mentioned that. I think that might be kind of cool. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. What else we got? You got anything coming up you're going to? Uh, not going to see Earth Crisis, are you? No. They're playing Save Bias tomorrow. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't I I I'm always going to respect Earth Crisis, but like I only like like three songs. Man, you're missing out. <laughs> I know, like I, I mean, if they're going to play an extended remix There's even new stuff. Like I, I like, if you go back and listen to like some of the new stuff, it's it's good. 
when Carl's not singing in that over metal voice, like I, I can definitely vibe with it. Like what, what record should I be checking out here? What record should people be checking out for the not overly metal? Ladder, ladder, Earth Crisis. Let me look. Yeah, but there's like, uh, there's like three or four records like Ladder, Earth Crisis. I think. Right. What I let me see what I'm thinking of. Because everything kind of blends together in the age of you know Apple Music. Yeah. The new the new EP is good. That's why I recorded that extra oh, set of that extra set of um uh for the animals. I haven't listened to it. Animals. That's why I recorded that extra set of favorites for 2022 because I wanted to mention that. And didn't tell us so that we could do that too because we all had stuff. Sorry. You know when you're when you're the when you're the the power broker of this thing. Uh huh. <laughs> you get to do things like that. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> when you're not just a talent, mm-hmm. you do some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh huh. So. You're saying that none of the three of us get to do it, but Derek can, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Derek, whatever Derek he wants. Derek, Derek would not use such Derek's the end. Derek's the end. Bo- Derek's the, the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> Although I uh, I usually I do the final touches on them, but yeah, I just want to shout out. You know, you know we're just vibing here. You know, riffing. <laughs> um, I guess out there records is moving, so keep an eye on their Instagram for uh, where they move to. And and if you're not shopping at out there records, but you are listening to this podcast. You need to shop there. Out there records is for hardcore and metal and stuff, probably the best record store in Buffalo. And the other stuff too. Like I and went other in there. stuff too. Yeah, I went I in there. Hardcore. Come on. I mean, if I walk in there and buying something, I can't say that, you know, and I get to hang out with Jared. Yeah. I'll hang out with Jared. So always big ups out there records. Um, another person I want to shout out is uh Brandon Finnegan, who has a YouTube page called Lake Erie Monster. Oh, is that um, who that is? Yeah, so he's recording like he he uh he's recording tons of stuff now. He has a lot of old stuff. Definitely check it out if you miss the show. He was at the show the other night recording or last night recording everything with school. Cool and, and and I'm gonna shout out Enterprise Podcast. Cause uh on the Instagram, he's been putting like he's really been focusing on bands and he's like, turned me on to some bands. Like they've turned me on to some bands that I wouldn't have been aware of. Cause I can't like focus that much time and attention on hardcore. Like they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always good to have that out there and stuff. Very cool. So, um, I don't know, Alex, you, you want to shout anybody out? Fuck everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, allowed to go to out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wish you more success in the world. You can go wherever you uh, want, Alex. Uh, yeah, so how about that big dog demo? Do they sell out of tapes? I don't know. I mean, I got a, I got a bad blood demo. Pumped about <laughs> yeah, that. Look at that. I got one of those floating around. Pumped about that. Shout yeah. out to Derek. Got a couple demos kicking around. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, new stuff. Just those two. Oh, <laughs> oh you've you been listening to like what, what's, what's wanna, playing in the car? What, what's playing in the car for you, Alex? These days, 
Uh, these days, I've honestly like the the main records that I've been just hammering are the uh, the new Smash and Grab, the new Exhibition, and the new Scourge. Those are the three that I've just been like on repeat. There's some other I, things that are not hardcore related, really at all. New World Man demo too. I've still been just listening to that a ton. Uh, I, I need. I keep that, that band is so good, mm-hmm. and that exhibition record is so good. Mm-hmm. We've been rocking, Chris. You know, I'm really bad with new stuff. Uh, they the exhibition record has been getting some regular rotation. Uh, I listened to the Big Dog demo a bunch when it first dropped. Um, uh I just got the new Lancome record in the mail today. Mm-hmm. Uh which probably nobody's listening is probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm excited to listen to that when I get the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, generally like I just put on the um like new release Friday on Spotify playlist cool. and just just go with that. Um, that Scourge record I checked out a couple of times. I thought it was way better than the other stuff they did. Mm-hmm. I like all their uh, other stuff too, but I think their LP is the strongest. That thing yeah, sounds it's definitely, fucking gross. I love it. Yeah, yeah. The Scarab 7-inch is fucking... I've been listening to that. That's fucking great. My friend actually texted me to check that out uh, right before I left work today. And yeah, I, I, it's next on my list. Mm-hmm. Um... What else have I been listening to? I would have to close this and go to my Spotify and see. I don't want to do that. Spotify? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, traveling man stuff. Yeah, I'm an Apple Music person. One thing that is not hardcore related that I'm very excited for, mm-hmm. one of my one of my favorite records for the last couple of years, I've listened to it a million fucking times, is uh, uh, I Love You Like a Brother by Alex Leahy. She's from Australia. And she is coming back to North America for the first time in a while. And mm-hmm. uh, to see her in Toronto, I think it's early June. Pretty That's fucking cool. juiced up for that. It's nice. like just real, like catchy as fuck uh, indie rock kind of stuff. But like, I-, I love it. There's no reason I should connect with that record as much as I do. But I <laughs> Are you familiar with that band, Greet Death? No. Nope. I was talking to uh, Brandon last night at the show, and he said they're playing at in Mohawk on Sunday, and they're actually pretty good. They're on Deathwish, I guess. Okay, they're like a, like indie rockish. I was going to say, like saying they're on Deathwish does not tell you what they sound like yeah. at all, because like Deathwish is all over the fucking place. Shout out Trey McCarthy. We're going to get you on the show one day. In what capacity? Deathwish draft. Deathwish draft. <laughs> oh, that's fair. It'll be a very short draft. There's only like six things I like on it. Well, you have to play the game. <laughs> that's got a lot of different stuff. It would be cool. That's what I'm saying. There's a ton of different stuff, but it's not all for me. Yeah. It's cool for me because uh, none of you are going to be racing me to the Cold World Records. So, I mean, there's so little of interest for me on Death Wish. It's, it's going to be it's going to be fucking neck and neck. You guys haven't asked you what I'm listening to. Thanks. Hey, Mark, what are you we, listening we, to? We, listening hey, to the this. conversation didn't get to you yet. We were talking about Cold You were also Deathwish, sprinkling in some shit that you like. What did I, what did I say? I wasn't really listening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, what are you listening to in the car? In the car Not at home, the... only, only in the car. In the car, I listen to um, I listen to Bomani Jones podcast, WrestleMania channel on YouTube. 
Wrestle 8, WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. Pump, two nights. Let's go, Cody. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're dropping podcasts, too, because, I mean, Ooh, that, that dominates my heart. Was that Cody? Cody uh, Rose wrestling Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, I I haven't been watching, but I've been kind of like skimming, and I don't know that I'm interested in that. The Bloodline is the hottest angle in wrestling in the last twenty years. It's awesome. So I, I enjoy I enjoy what I'm seeing with the Bloodline. Yes, but I feel like they shoehorn Cody in because Sammy's not strong enough. Well, he's not. He's like, like, he's Sammy's not, not like, a main eventer, not, but it's it's yeah, cool. Yeah, he's not a main eventer. It's cool because Cody like kind of got Sammy and Kevin Owens back together. That was it was kind of cool how they put him in there to do that because they mm-hmm. were they were kind of feuding because you know he was yeah yeah taking out the whole, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as far as music, um, as always, blacklisted. Uh, speed There's new blacklisted. No, just you know you know. No. I thought we were just heaven. talking about new stuff you're listening to. If we're going no, it's just stuff I listen to. You're always changing the game. You always want to go last so you can flip the script on us. That's how I do it. That's how I do uh-huh. it. Gel. New gel songs are dope. Um, what else? New Drug Church, which I took for took me forever to start listening to the New Drug Church album, but it's it's really good. It's really cool. So yeah, I mean, that's Pretty much in. I said speed, so that's what I got. That's my music. When you so, play so, through the the Scourge LP on Spotify and it just starts playing Scourge Radio, mm-hmm. that is absolutely just fucking banger after banger, straight through. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to do that. No fucking skips. Scourge Radio. Yeah. It, it turned me on to a bunch of newer stuff that I'm blanking on right now, but it just like put me into. A bunch of stuff that I already knew and a bunch of stuff that I didn't, but it all fucking goes, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. Um, so let's go back. What what else has happened in WrestleMania? Um, WrestleMania, John Cena's wrestling uh, Austin Theory. You know who Austin Theory is? I know the name, but I'm not familiar with his work. Oh, Rhea Ripley is wrestling Charlotte Flair. The goddess mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley. That the should mommy. be... Uh... Mommy, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> that, that should be an interesting thing because I feel like, uh, as much as I like Charlotte Flair, I feel like Charlotte Flair is a right really now. competition for Rhea Ripley. Say what you want about wrestling, but like Rhea Ripley is arguably the top, one of the top people in the company. And a few years yeah. ago, it was Becky Lynch. Like mm-hmm. they've elevated like women in the company to like the top stars of the company. Like say whatever you yeah, want to say they, about it, but they finally figured it out. Yeah. And um oh Dominic Mysterio is wrestling Ray Mysterio. Oh god. <laughs> That'll be fun. Dominic Mysterio is one of the best things in wrestling right now. Like X Con so ridiculous. Yeah, X-Con the whole Dom. thing like it's, it's amazing. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> he goes to jail like well, he 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 he, went, he like he broke into his father's house. He goes to yeah. jail. He acts like he's been like in prison for like years. Yeah, <laughs> it's <been> amazing. <laughs> Edge uh, is wrestling. Um, um, Finn Balor. Balor. Are they doing like I saw something Helm that they're doing? Uh, um, what's that? Helm doing a uh, uh, no. Um, 
what the hell was uh the brood was that gang like they're doing like and that christian got permission from AEW to like show up for that really that's that's what i saw somewhere interesting um they're doing so by the time this comes out people will know if that happened or not (laughs) they're they're having that um what's his face that guy the the guy from austria he's wrestling sheamus and drew mcintyre one guy's fighting the two of them. It's a three. No, it's a, it's like a triple threat. Gunther oh, okay. is wrestling. I'm trying to think of what else is coming up. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool card. The the Usos are wrestling, are wrestling. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, mm. of course. Uh, of course. Bianca Belair is wrestling Asuka. I don't think I know who either of those are. Oh no, I do. Oscar's from Japan, and Bianca Belair. Yeah, is yeah. She's like, she's a pretty big. Is that the one with the hair whip? Yeah, she whips the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's real too. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Which is cool. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. I'll probably watch it like in. Uh... <laughs> I'll probably watch it like <laughs> in. Uh... In um. Alex has become bored. <laughs> wrestling is awesome. If you're ever bored, I don't know. How do you feel about AEW and WWE? Do you have any allegiance? Me? Yeah. Or do you care? Uh, uh, so when AEW first started, I was more supportive of AEW. And granted, I really don't watch, but I follow, you know? Yeah. Um, But now, like... The things that I've seen happening with AEW behind the scenes and how AEW is picking up WWE's refuse and then making it the main events. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's oh, lame. oh, you're just you're just impact again. And this this is pretty much you better hope the money doesn't run out because this isn't gonna last. Yeah, pretty much. Um and and when Cody went to WWE, it was like, oh yeah, this this has a expiration date. You're Unless saying like Kenny Omega out. and the Young Bucks may go to WWE as well. Yeah, they're like they do like they're the EVPs, you know. So yeah. Yeah, it's over if they do like yeah. I don't know how I feel about CM Punk. Um not edge because like the the what? Not edge. What are you saying? <laughs> That's anything. You saying he's not straight edge? You saying it's bullshit? Oh, he is. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. But it seems like he's a problem. Like the punk rocker in me is like, yeah, fuck the system, disrupt it. But it's like, it's it seems like he's the problem. Um. But I guess that doesn't matter because he's not anywhere now. This guy, his his channel's called Pro Wrestling Bits. Shout out Pro Wrestling Bits, best wrestling channel on YouTube. Um, he thinks TM Punk has CTE because of how erratic he is. I'm sorry, say that again because there was a lot of initials. He thinks CM Punk has CTE. Oh, maybe. You know all the freaking backyard wrestling and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, he may. I, he may have. If you could fucking show me three people in professional wrestling that don't have CTE, I would. I would be shocked. I don't know wrestling. They banned a lot of things that would, you know, and they're they're pretty careful these days. Like you don't see too many. I bad don't know. Spots. 
I yeah, I mean you don't see a lot of bad spots, but like the it seems like a lot of the wrestlers of and I'm probably totally wrong on this, but a lot of the wrestlers of the like seventies and eighties didn't really seem to have CTE. Mm-hmm. And they were doing like fucking pile drivers and shit. Yeah. You know, uh so is it a question in training or is it the demand of the crowds wanting bigger spots that yeah, is a lot of them prevalent? didn't live that long either you know yeah but how much of it was physical abuse versus drug abuse versus True. a lot of wrestlers from that time period were just fucking crazy and we're gonna die young anyway yeah definitely you know true true uh, true because, like, you watch Dark Side of the Ring, like, a lot of wrestlers met their demise by, like, questionable things, not because of head injuries. And a lot of them got rescued from those things by other, and, other wrestlers. And a lot of them. Jake Snake Roberts. They were, know, going, uh, they were going down the wrong way. And how, how he didn't, their kids. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> definitely, there's definitely a lot of violence in relationships in those things. But, again... If you participate in a violent job, yeah. why would the violence stop when you punch out? Wouldn't. You know. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Are we good? Yeah, I think so. Good yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs>